Chapter Seventeen of the Diamond Pin by Carolyn Wells. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Seventeen, the cipher. And how would the dime help if we had it? Iris pursued the subject. I'm not at all sure that it would. Stone replied, but there must be some hint on it as to the key word. I tried an ordinary dime, thinking the word we need might be liberty or united or America, but none of those would work i tried to think out a way where the date on the dime would help but you don't know the date no but i tried to find a way where a date would apply but i can't think figures are needed it's a word we must have words on dimes are all alike suggested lucile yes but suppose a word had been engraved on this particular dime as these letters are engraved on the pin aunt ursula would have been quite capable of such a scheme iris averred for she had most ingenious notions about puzzles and ciphers sometimes she would offer me a bill of large denomination or a cheque for a goodly sum if i could guess from the data she gave me what the figures were and did you never i have no head for that sort of thing it made my brain swim when she finally explained it to me and yet i can't think the dime is necessary for the solution of this cryptogram stone went on or young would have tried to get that also however now we have the man himself he must be made to give up whatever knowledge he possesses he won't iris said positively fibsy was poring over the string of letters which he had copied from stone's paper that's so f s he said blinking thoughtfully there aren't enough duplicates of any letter to mean e this is a square alphabet with a key word sure good for you terence and stone smiled approvingly you're a real genius for ciphers now where's the key word to be looked for on that paper mrs pell left to mr bannard and fibsy's eyes sparkled at the idea that suddenly sprang to his brain why of course mr stone i didn't know i was going to say that till it just came of itself but don't you see she left the pin to miss clyde and the receipt to mr bannard and it takes them both to solve the cipher and that receipt was stolen by the man who murdered ursula pell said miss darrell he must have known its value it may be you've had an inspiration fibsy conceded stone and it may be the word is not on that receipt after all but we must use every effort to get the paper and also to find that dime it may well be a word is engraved on the coin in the same microscopic letters as these on the pinhead we must try both means of solution will you hunt the dime fibs sure but i'll bet the word is on the paper else why'd the old lady say that mr bannard would find the receipt of interest to him and too as she left the jewels to two heirs fifty-fifty it stands to reason part of the means of finding them should be given to each party that's mere conjecture stone said but we'll look up both i've worked hours over the cipher and i've proved to my own satisfaction that it cannot be solved without the knowledge of the one word needed it's like the combination of a safe you have to know the word or you can never open the door tell me a little about it just what you mean by key word begged lucile i know nothing of ciphers i make it out that this cryptogram is built on what we call the confederacy cipher stone informed her it is a well-known plan and is much used by our own government and by others it is the safest sort of a cipher if the key word is carefully guarded to make it clear to you i will put on this paper the alphabet block 
stone took a large sheet of paper and wrote the alphabet straight across its top he then wrote the alphabet straight down the left-hand side he then filled in the letters in their correct rotation and showed her the result the way to use this he explained is to take a key word let us say darrell then let us suppose this message reads the jewels are hidden in blank of course i'm only supposing this to show you our difficulties i write the message and place the code word or key word above it thus rel dar rel darrell da jewels are hidden in we repeat the key word over and over as may be necessary then we take the first letter d and find it in the line across the top of our alphabet square and the letter under d which is t we find in the left-hand perpendicular line now trace the d line down and the t line across until the two meet which gives us w this would be the first letter of the cipher message if the key word were darrell and the message like our suggested one but the first letter of the cipher we have to solve is o and no possible amount of guessing can go any further unless we have the key word mrs bell used to guide us see yes i see and miss darrell nodded her head it's most interesting but as the first letter of the cipher is o why can't you find o in your alphabet and go ahead because there are twenty-six o's in the square and it needs the key word to tell which of the twenty-six we want it's perplexing but i see the plan and lucile studied the paper however i doubt if i could make it out even if i had the word oh yes you could and if we get the dime and the receipt that was in the pocket-book we can try every word on them both and i feel sure we'll get the answer now since pollock or young rather was so desirous of getting the pin i argue that he had the necessary key word therefore we must get it from him if we can't get it ourselves and i doubt if he'll give it up willingly of course he has the key word iris said for he told me he could find the jewels and no one else could if i'd hand over the pin and he offered to go halves with me the idea and yet if he has the key word and won't give it up you can never find the jewels observed stone you don't advise me to accept his offer do you no miss clyde i certainly do not but there is another phase of this matter you know if charlie young stole that paper from the pocket-book he was the one who attacked your aunt and winston bannard is in jail in his place oh mr stone let the jewels be a secondary consideration get winfried and charles young accused of the murder he must be the guilty man it looks that way stone mused and yet bannard admits he was here that sunday morning and had an interview with his aunt may he not have obtained possession of the receipt oh don't look like that perhaps his aunt gave it to him willingly perhaps she told him of its value oh no cried iris if all that had happened Wynne would have told me no when he discovered that receipt was left to him and was especially referred to in the will he was amazed and disappointed to find that old pocket-book empty he seemed to be said stone but his manner gave no hint of accusation of bannard's insincerity mr bannard he ain't the murderer declared fibsy and that young he ain't neither because how'd they get out how did the murderer get out whoever he was countered stone he didn't said the boy simply it was soon after that that hughes came to pelbrook to report progress that charlie young he said he's a queer dick 
will he talk asked stone talk nothing but he tells the most astonishing things he vows he's in cahoots with winston bannard that isn't true iris cried out win isn't guilty himself of course but he isn't mixed up with a man like charlie young either young says hughes went on that the note asking for the pin is in bannard's disguised writing he says that bannard put him up to kidnapping miss clyde and getting the pin from her so they two could get the jewels and what utter rubbish iris said disdainfully do you mean that mr bannard wanted to get the jewels away from me and have both his share and my own ridiculous it seems miss clyde hughes stated that young has part of some directions or something like that as to where to find the jewels and he made it up with bannard to get the pin which he claims is a key to their hiding-place and the two men were to share the loot i never heard such absurdity iris's eyes blazed with anger mr stone won't you go and interview this young and tell him he lies i'll assuredly interview him miss clyde but suppose mr bannard did have that paper that receipt he didn't why if he had why would he confer with that bad man why not by means of his paper which is you know lawfully his and my pin which was bequeathed to me why not those two things are all that is necessary find the jewels by their aid that's the point stone said it does seem as if young possesses some information of importance well iris went on angrily now they've got the two of them there why can't you confront winston with young and let them tell the truth perhaps they won't hughes put in you know miss clyde we didn't arrest mr bannard without thinking there was enough evidence against him to warrant it you did that's just what you did there wasn't any evidence that is none of importance mr stone you don't think when guilty do you here iris broke down and shaking with convulsive sobs she let lucile lead her from the room of course she's upset hughes said with sympathy in his hard voice but she's got trouble ahead i think she's in love with winston bannard oh do you chirped fibsy unable to control his sarcasm why what perspicaciousness you have got and you are quite right mr hughes miss clyde is so much in love with that suspect of yours that she can't think straight now looky here mr bannard didn't kill his aunt is that so bub well as mr dooley says your opinion is interestin but not convincin all right go ahead in your own blunderin way but how did mr bannard get out of the locked room always fall back on that son it's a fine climax where you don't know what to say next i'll answer as i always do how did any other murderer get out of the room he didn't said fibsy oh and is he in there yet nope but i can't waste any more time on you friend hughes i've something to attend to mr stone i'll go and get that dime now shall i go ahead fibs stone returned absently and i'll go along with you hughes and see if i can make anything out of your new prisoner fibsy went first in search of sam and having found that defective-minded but sturdy-bodied lad undertook to inform him as to their immediate occupation see and fibsy showed sam a dime you find me one like that in the grass and i'll give you two of em two two for sam yes three if you find one quick now get busy 
Fibsy showed him how to search in the short grass of the well-kept lawn, and he himself went to work also, diligently seeking the dime Iris had flung out of the window in her irritation. While Sam lacked intellect, he had a dogged perseverance, and he kept on grubbing about after Fibsy had become so weary and cramped that he was almost ready to postpone further search until afternoon. They had pretty well scoured the area in which the flung coin would be likely to fall, and just as Fibsy sang out, Give it up, Samavel, until this afternoon, the lad found it. Here's dime, he cried, picking it from the grass. Sammy find it all alone good for you old chap you're a trump hooray but give sammy dimes two three dimes you bet i will here here are five dimes for sammy eagerly the innocent received the coins and scampered away having no further interest in the one he had found Fibsy examined the dime but could see no engraving on it nor any letters other than those the united states mint had put there the date was eighteen ninety two if that meant anything carefully wrapping it in a bit of paper fibsy stowed it in his pocket and went into the house to await fleming stone's return and when stone did return it required no great discernment to see that he was dejected and discouraged he received the dime with a smile of hearty approval but it was quickly followed by a reappearance of the distressed frown that betokened non-success what's up mr stone fibsy inquired not my luck was the reply fibs we're up against it let her go what's the answer well that young is a hard nut to crack not for you f s yes for me or for anybody he's got a perfect alibi always distrust the perfect alibi that's one of the first things you taught me mr stone i know it fibs but this alibi is unimpeachable a peach of an alibi eh that indeed you remember joe young over at east fallville yes sir i do well he says that his brother charlie young was at his house to dinner on that sunday that mrs pell was killed he says charlie arrived about half-past twelve and he stayed there until about four o'clock says they were together all that time now that man joe young is i am sure an honest man besides his story is verified by his wife of course charlie young declares he was at his brother's during those hours and in the face of all the corroboration i can't disbelieve it but granting that alibi who is left to suspect but winston bannard how'd young catch on to all the pin and diamond receipt business anyway asked fibsy with seeming irrelevance i don't know i'm sure there's something back of that and fibsy wagged a sagacious nod maybe but whatever's back of it may incriminate young to the extent of trying to get the pin from miss clyde perhaps even having stolen the receipt from bannard but it positively lets him out of any implication in the murder oh i don't know why child if he was really at joe young's house from noon till four o'clock how could he have been here at the time mrs pell was killed he couldn't Fibsy was taciturn, but his knitted brow told of deep thought. I got a hunch, Mr. Stone. That's all I can say for the minute. It mayn't be right, and then again it may, but I got a hunch. All right, Fibs. Work it out in your own way. But remember that alibi stands. 
i can see a leak in a story as quickly as the next man but that joe young is honest as the day and his wife is too and when they assert we telephone them you know when they assert that charlie young was there at that time i believe he was i believe it too mr stone now what about that dime fleming stone took his strong magnifying glass and studied the coin nothing on it fibs except what belongs there it might have been as i hoped that the key word was one of these words that are stamped on but i tried them all any dime was all right for that this particular ten-cent piece has no distinguishing characteristics that i can see the date is of no help i think for unless i'm altogether wrong as to the type of cipher figures are not usable but i'll keep it safe until i'm sure it's no good all right mr stone now i guess i'll work on my hunch want a help yes if it isn't beyond my power oh come now and fibsy blushed scarlet at the realization that he seemed to plume himself on his own cleverness but here's the way i'm going about it say i'm the murderer say that door's locked on this side they were alone in mrs pell's sitting-room let's lock it to help along the local colour suggested stone and he did so yes sir now but say mr stone wait a minute what became of those ropes ropes yes that the murderer bound her ankles with and her wrists weren't we told that there were marks on her wrists and ankles where she'd been bound with ropes yes well the murderer took those away with him did he bring em with him probably then it wasn't mr bannard if he killed his aunt which he didn't he never came up here with a load of ropes and things but never mind that now say i'm the murderer i've attacked the old lady and i've got the paper i wanted and all that now how do i get out fleming stone watched the boy fascinated absorbed in the spirit of his imagined predicament fibsy stood his bright eyes darting about the room as if really in search of a means of exit End of chapter seventeen